This is CliffCentral.com. And it's a good morning to you and to you and especially to you as we rise and shine uh, a whole new beautiful Thursday uh, in autumn. Uh, this is CliffCentral.com. My name is Alan Ford. Uh, this is The Unview, The Thin, The Rich and The Fabulous. And it's, it's very simple. Um, we're never sure how thin we're ever going to be. Uh, we're never sure how rich we're ever going to be, but we're always damn fabulous. It's good to be with you this morning. A new cabinet has been announced. Auntie Patricia DeLille. Auntie Patricia DeLille <laughs> made it. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's, uh, gee whiz. There was a, that's a, that's a political move of note. Um, I, I don't know. I just think it's really, really cool. I think politics is something that is so interesting. Um, in this country and across the world, actually. Um, so, yeah, good luck to Auntie Pat and to the president and to all the fabulous uh, new ministers. And uh, we just we want a better land. I think that's what it's about. Today's show is filled with great guests, lots of interesting things. Uh, we're going to chat about uh, something happening at the Autumn General Theatre on the Square it's a show called uh, Job. We'll chat to uh, Josiah Mulele, uh, who is um, also known as Dos. Um, and it's, the whole production is about why bad things happen to good people. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we're also going to chat uh, about a new production that opened at the Market Theatre called Strange Land with Rinos Nikos Spanudes. So we'll chat with him. A well-known, well-known actor, well-known comedian, well-known uh, 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 just an all-round all phenomenal guy. We're going to chat to one of the winners of the Anthem Project. We've been following that the whole way through. Uh, we'll talk to, it's the Norwegian Settlers Church, and they won the Anthem Project. We're going to talk about the Tops Wine Show happening, uh, coming to Johannesburg next week. And uh, I want to tell you about a new feature that I want to introduce to the show, and it's something called The View Meets the Unview. Now, my partner, Jacques, and I, we go to restaurants this is not a paid for feature, but uh, we've got a good sponsor coming up in, in, in the next couple of weeks. Um, but the whole thing is that we, we love to sit around and eat great food and then talk about it and argue about certain things, uh, when the, when it comes to the meal. Um, and what we love and what we don't love. But more importantly, it's just where the, where two points of view come together around a table. And we want to just talk about some great places in Johannesburg. It's about promoting local businesses and great little places and places to, to celebrate life. Um, that's what we're having on the, on the show today. But I want to open the show with not a musical, um, with the one and only Mark Lottering. Now, Mark Lottering is least, uh, is one of the best comedians in the world and has, have rage, has had such great success with his, uh, his musical on Timur, the musical, uh, that his new show, which is a new stand-up comedy show, is called Mark Lottering, Not a Musical. And it opened last night at the Pilaturin Theatre, and uh, Mark, Mark Lottering's on the, on the line. Hey, Mark. Good morning. How are you, Alan Ford? Are you well, dear? How's it going? Oh, it's going really, really well. As you said, we opened last night, and that's always the worst night of my life every time that that happens, because you've got to try the new material. Um, but you have to do that. You have to do that. You know, you've got to just um, put on your big girl panties and go out there and tell the new stories. Mark, your 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 show, um, Auntie Mill the Musical, rave reviews, yeah. sold out. You couldn't get a seat. Yeah. You couldn't get a seat in Cape Town for the two runs there. You couldn't get a seat here in Johannesburg. Um, I mean, 
did you ever expect that? And, and we're going to come to this, this, this new production, but did you expect it to fly? Um, no, you, you, you absolutely never know how these things are going to go. And I think anybody who's listening to us who's written anything, you know, be it, a, you know, a blogger or you've written an essay or a book or any kind of thing, you know, you just don't know how people are going to receive it and you cross your fingers. So I must tell you that, um, I was, I was, I was astounded. I was blown away. And the difficulty is, when you write something and your intention is for it to be funny. So it's hell of a funny at home after your third shot of tequila. But then you walk <laughs> onto the stage and you deliver the line and the crickets um, are not what you want to hear. So, so, so it, it, it's a game that you, that you play. And I guess you've just got to be built um, for these kinds of things. You know, some things are going to work and some things are not. And that show really worked. Well, I just love the fact that it, it's just – we'll come back to that show in a moment. But uh, tell me about yeah. this new stand-up show, uh, uh, Not a Musical. Now, firstly, firstly, Mark, I've got to tell you, my partner and I um, are yeah. heading for my brother's 40th birthday at the end of the month to Thailand, and we're going to Phuket. Um, oh, wow. Wow, you have a lot of fun have with us in the show. I've been to Koh Samoy. I've never been to Phuket. Oh, so it's interesting that you're going with your partner because nobody should go to Phuket with their partner. Why? Um, because but you I went with your I, partner. Uh, yeah, but I've given very many drinks um, and told me, told him, wait for me just here. Yeah, I'm coming now. Mm-hmm. And then I was gone after one and a half days. You've got to, <laughs> it's just anything, anything um, you know, imaginable. Um, is available out there. I think they sell, you know, the industry over there where they sell every person's fantasy fantasy until it's no longer a fantasy. Um, <laughs> and to give you an idea, we were walking down the street and people were were lined up, like boys on one street, girls in another street, and you could you could pick and choose whoever you wanted. And it's quite, you know, because initially you go, oh, my word, this is just so wrong and how can this be happening? And then you, the situation in a strange kind of way becomes normalized and you're kind of looking and, and I, and I walk in a very decent way because you know, you never know where South Africans are. So I always like to walk up those roads as though I was looking for the mall and I just stumbled <laughs> up the wrong road. So you've got to get that place just right because you always hear, who's at my brew and exceed about Mark JD. So I'm walking down the road and of course this guy runs up to me and and boys are lined up there and he says, oh, come, come, come. And I'm like, um, no, no, um, no, not interested. No, no, looking for the ball, not interested. And then he runs after me and I kid you not. And he goes, oh, you don't like, I've got upstairs, come, I've got three fresh ones. And I thought, three fresh ones, shame. So who are these unfortunate people standing here? But, um, but that's the kind of thing. Um, you know, that, that, that's happening in Phuket. And of course, so what happened is while I was over there. Um, <laughs> I am I'm going, I'm going with my whole yeah. Lebanese family, eh? All the, all the Lebs. Okay. I don't know if that comes as a warning or you're just like sharing. <laughs> so, um, so of course I made some notes. And then when, when, um, you know, when I was writing material for my stand up show, because as much as people enjoy musicals and, you know, sometimes I do comedy lineups, sometimes I do characters like Merle, Schmiley, Colleen, Galatia. There are always people on social media who say to me, um, they've a stand and they just want to see 
me doing stand-up because that's how they met me years ago. So I tried to do a stand-up show at least once every two or three years. So this is one of those. It's 70 to 80 minutes of me on stage um, just telling my stories. And a large part of what I talk about is trip to Thailand. Okay. And then in the, you also bring up a fashionable depression. I bring up? Sorry, I lost you. Fashionable depression. Alan, I'm really not. I'm. I'm not hearing you. Try that slowly again. Okay, I move around a bit. Okay, let's do this again. Uh, it, it said that you also bring up fashionable depression. Oh, fashionable depression. Yes, yes, I do talk about it. I have, um, you know, I have friends who live with depression, and um, you know, talk to me about being bipolar, but they like really. But now lately. People who are really live with depression are getting quite pissed off with the fashionably depressed people because it's now very trendy to say that you're depressed. And you know, um, and you see people on Instagram going like, hey family, you know, I didn't tell you this before, um, but I'm actually depressed. And then, but it's taken with just the right sunlight coming in the right angle. Falling on the jawline with a little bit of a rudy. And I look at these people and I'm like, yo, you know, I also want to be depressed because you make it look so liquor. So, um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed with the fact that people are using the word so loosely and just throwing it around. And suddenly, you know, a lot of people are bipolar. A lot of people are depressed, not taking away from uh, people who I know who do live with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, I think, um, you know, in a, with social media, Instagram, Facebook, um, you know, everybody comes comes out of the woodwork and you and you see some really strange things going on that can really tick you off. Uh, on, a, on a personal note, uh, this was announced while you were on stage last night. Patricia DeLille, Auntie Pat, uh, is a minister yes. in Parliament. Uh, not an MP, she's now, she's a part of the Cabinet. What do you think of that? I must tell you, um, I did not see, I did not see that coming. And all the way on William Nicol, I screamed with laughter after the show because I put my phone on immediately. And all I could say was meow, you know, she's a cat with 19 lines. <laughs> I mean, um, there's Patricia DeLille and there's Auntie Pat. And uh, certainly, um, in my circles, it was the most talked about, um, Person, you know, coming into the cabinet last night, she was she was making news. So it makes for, I mean, for my show, um, it's great. I personally think, you know, just like Tuli Marinsela and 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 Helen Zeller had mm. some tea and scones. I think Auntie Mo and Auntie Pat um, should get together to have some lemon meringue and scones, and um, who knows what could come out of that. But you cannot say that you don't talk about that woman, lover or hater. Yeah. There's Auntie Pat. There's Auntie Pat, and there she is, um, in the cabinet. And I mean, and it's, I it's, I've never seen someone that bounces back in my life like this, Mark. It's incredible. I know. I, I, know, I blame it on the GHD, you know, because she used to have <laughs> like PAC dreadlocks, and you know, she used to keep it real. And the closest <laughs> got to the DA at that stage, her hair got straighter and straighter. And that kind of chemical eventually gets to your brain, where eventually <laughs> you do things that normal people actually can't do. You've never seen someone jump into so many parties and having people talk about her and, you know, being popular or... You know, fired from the mayor, the now minister. It's, in, it's wow. And, and this is, I mean, trust my people, so much. 
script, so she was being shouting for three months. I want to clear my name. I want to clear my name. And last night it was just brandy and coke all the way. I'm sure. So I sit back and I can't wait to see what's going to be I cannot wait to see this uh, phenomenal new stand-up comedy show. Not a musical. Let's be very clear. It's not a musical. But. Um, sure. Mark, it happens uh, at the Peter Turin Theatre. It's going to be great. And uh, Mark Lotring, just life is good with you. Hey, you you make people laugh. Success is coming in every direction. Who would ever think that your musical production would turn into <clears throat> such a success? Um, brilliant. You there? Yes, I'm here. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Um, Mark, one last thing. I believe Auntie Mill the Musical Part Two. Starts uh, in October. Yes. Tell uh, us about that. It's the Baxter Theatre um, has commissioned a sequel because we had such a great time. Um, and the show had been nominated for the rewards and uh, had a massive cast that live band with all our original music. So they felt that there was, um, you know, that people would like to see more. And um, I, for my sins, I've agreed um, to write a sequel. It's called um, Auntie Mo, It's a Girl. Um, <laughs> and it happens five years um, after the first one. Because in the first show, people have seen Auntie Mo, but got married. So this one's called Auntie Mo, It's a Girl. So we look forward. I'm telling you, Alan Ford, I am nervous as hell. Because I've been saying the show so much. And your opinion, Matt. I know you have a matricular exemption and so many other people out there too and they love the show so the bar has been set and you know I've got to get there or get better so I love it if you want to take me out for drinks in Alan Ford will say it now publicly I made one of the biggest biggest production producing and financial mistakes by not getting involved with your first musical and bringing it to Johannesburg do you remember our discussions I, I, made remember, a, I remember that discussion very clearly because you're one of my very few um, white friends in Joburg. So I remember it very clearly because you're on the top of the list. So, I mean, I'll, in my phone book with his white friends, Joburg, my phone dials your number and I called <laughs> you to help me and you were, nah. I didn't? No, so, come on. It can't say it like but, that. But you Love you, Mark Lottring, and uh, and we don't want to miss Mark's show. It's uh, it's happening very very soon. Uh, that new new production, Auntie Merle the Musical. Um, Mark Lottring, just one of the best comedians in this country, and of course so multi talented. And uh, Auntie Merle, I thought we'd get on, we'd get on the line just to say good morning. This is a clip that she did uh, not a, a couple of months ago uh, about her trip to Toronto after her musical. Everybody, it's just me, Auntie Mo. Oh my word, I'm so excited. My suitcase is packed because I was going to Toronto in Canada. That's overseas. I took such great delight in sharing the stories last week on Sunday with the ladies at the church. You know, I was very happy to tell them I'm going overseas. I was especially happy to tell Sister Dreya because, you know, she's most very, very boastful. Ooh, you know, and I don't like to talk about other people because it's not biblical. But, you know, Sister Dreya, on the day God created her, when he said, Brekerach, that one ran to the front of the queue. So last week, Sunday, you must know what she's like, man. When you say you've got a pimple, then she's got a rash. you got a nail clipper, she's got a lawnmower. So last week, Sunday, she said to me, Mo, my husband actually booked two days for us away. We are going to Club Mykonos 
just here around the corner in Langeban. I slowly turned to her and I said, Yana, Sister Drea, that's nice, because my husband is sending me to Toronto in Canada, where I'm going to see the Mark Lottering Show on the 11th of June at the Toronto Center for the Arts. Also, I'm going to see my family over there, my cousin, Roger Vermeulen. He's must been over in Toronto for 17 years already, but now it's not Roger Vermeulen. He's was now Roger Vermeulen. Exciana, Roger. He said, Ma, bring me a snook. I said, no, I can't bring a snook over. You know, three years ago, they were on holiday here, and after too much brandy and coke, Roger put a snook in his backpack, and he tried to smuggle it in there to Toronto, they caught him at the airport there, none of the customs officials there would touch the snook. Hulle ken moos hier een snookie, die snook loos hoe vir hulle deur een oog en sikke skeep valse tanden. I said to Dennis, you know, all the expats overseas, they're not in jail for smuggling drugs, they're there because hulle smokkel snook. There's something fishy about every South African bike. Sweetheart, I must go now because the ladies from the church are coming over quickly for a nice cup of tea and a slice of my lemon meringue. So until next time, it's me, Mo Abrams, from Cape Town, over and out. And that's the one and only Mark Lott- Lottering and uh, Auntie Mill does not feature in uh, not a musical, but of course he's... And her new musical is coming up very, very soon. Um, that's happening uh, in Cape Town at the Baxter in October. But don't miss, not a musical. His stand-up show was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And go and see it. It's at the Peter Turin Theatre. Um, it's uh, happening in Johannesburg. Um, I want to now cross over to a show happening at Daphne's Place at the Autumn General Theatre on the Square. It's called uh, Job. It's, it's actually linked to the book of Job, um, and it's why do bad things happen to good people? Josiah's, or better known as Dos Mulele, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, Alan. Thank you for having me. T- tell us about this this production. Oh man, you know what? We we did a preview last night. We had a crazy house. People saying, "Look, we understand what you're trying to say." So I'm already <laughs> giving you a precursor. It's a story. It's a universal story. A story of every man. What we are going through in life, but the rise and the fall and the rise again of any man. So, but this time we happen to be using the life of Job in the Bible. Um, <clears throat> a familiar character that people talk about every time. Mm-hmm. Somebody who had misfortunes. You know, somebody who was very rich. And things happened, bad things happened to him, but that did not stop him. You know, he was very resilient. You know, um, you know, he, children died, you know, businesses were frozen and companies, everything was frozen. Mm. You know, it, it is, it sounds so much like the usual guy in South Africa, a businessman in South Africa, um, and around the world, you know, who is a multimillionaire, but tomorrow things are frozen. You know, what happens then? Are you going to shoot yourself, kill the children? Or are you going to be resilient and bounce back? And that's what this whole play is talking about. And we use drama, we <laughs> use humor, you know. She says it sounds like Patricia DeLille. <laughs> Again. <laughs> very much so, very much so. It's just that we don't have the tigers. Basically, it's a production that just shows people how their faith faith gets tested. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's why it cuts across any religion, culture, race, 
You know, I mean, yesterday we had a, a, a huge mix of Jewish community, you know, black community, Christian community. Everyone was there and everyone could relate to what the man was going through. Because even though it's set, you know, in, in a biblical story, but it's set in somewhere in the day of a, in the day of a lounge of Hyde Park. And things get frozen, this guy's in South Africa. Mm. And uh, is he corrupt? No. He's an upright man, but then things get, get frozen. That's why we ask the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah. Um, you're, you're directing this particular production, um, but you're a very well-known actor, and of course uh, we've seen your face in various TV shows and, of course, across the yes. theatres. Um, sure. you've, you've, from Zero Tolerance to Rhythm City, yes, to, you've, you've, you've done yes. it all, haven't you? Um, hey, even Binnenlanders. <laughs> even Binnenlanders. Binnenlanders. 50-50. Yeah. And 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> 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 is it nice? Is it, is it, is it, is it good being this side? Uh, of of the this side of the stage or this side of the camera, being in that position, directing. You know what I I think in in our industry there is no room for I want to only just do one thing. I believe that you know I'm a writer, I'm a director, producer, actor. You know we our industry is that complex sometimes. So, but I must say with your question, I I kind of enjoy it now. I think maybe it's mm. got to do with maturity, being on this side more. Um, and giving off and training and coaching, I see myself more in that role because I think we, as you're growing younger, like 21 years old, <laughs> you begin to view life differently. But um, I think it's a difficult question as in the, the, mm. in front of the camera or on stage. I mean, um, but you, that you, was the tool. I mean, you've done yeah. things like Mr. Bone goes to Durban, Invictus. You've been involved yeah. in. Uh, you, yeah. I mean, you've you've done quite. A, I mean, a lot of stuff. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. but it's. It, I mean, do you not agree that this business is about being multifaceted, being you being have a, to be multifaceted, yes, you know, yes, and, and be able to direct, to produce, to to scriptwrite, to act, to sing, dance. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's one of the things that when I started studied at uh, then Pretoria Technical and now TUT, one of the things I didn't understand when I had to do 16 subjects, and I was like, what? They said, well, you will see in the future why we are preparing you. Because I said, I'm not just, just here to act, man. They said, no, you've got to study directing, writing, mm. producing, and then it makes sense now um, why I had to do that. Because in order for you to survive in this industry, you have to be a jack of all trades, but sharpen every craft of it. And I think that's what I want to, you know, advise. Now I'm also in the chair of teaching. I'm, I'm part-time lecturer at the University of Pretoria as well. Um, so, you know, giving off of my, you know, years of experience mm. to the young people, it's, for me, it's really, really, I think, fulfilling at the moment. Um, and working with actors, directing and coaching at the same time, it's just, I'm working with someone with big names like Muzim Tabela, who's on Isibaya. Yes. As, yes, as well as uh, Princess, who's the wife of Job, uh, played by Mokhao Mishati from um, Skin Sum. Yeah, people will know, know those two characters. But we have people like Debo, who is also the, the writer of the play, mm. and, uh, and who's Simpo. also performing there. Yeah, you've got Simpo yeah. and Titus. You've got Simpo it's, it's and a, Titus, it's absolutely. A, it's, a, it's a great cost, and, it's, uh, yes. and, uh, and I think it's, uh, it's something that people are going to love to see. It's, um, I like the fact that it's a... Uh, 
it, it looks at a serious issue. Um, yeah, but yeah. yet it takes a comedy spin, and I'm very happy that it's it's taken to the stages of Santa. Absolutely. Now I was I was kind of nervous because we did it at Joburg Theatre, where we had an influx of you know charismatic churches that came to view it, mm. with an amen at every comedy line, <laughs> and it was like no, no, <laughs> not only that, guys. <laughs> and then last night we had a very nice mix, um, and I was particularly interested to hear the. The, the different audiences, what was their take? And I mean, Daphne said to me, listen, my friend, you, you've hit the nail. Everyone who came here tonight enjoyed the show thoroughly. Mm. They said they can relate to the story. So it's not about, you know, uh, and it's a particular uh, religion. It cuts across. Mm. So well done. You know, and I thought that was for me a very, very good uh, comment. My, my final question to you. Why yes. do bad things actually happen to good people? Do you have an answer? I don't have an answer. And I think that's the beauty about this play. We showcase different uh, schools of thought and worldviews. And we put it for the audience to decide. You know, because we have the institutions of education. We have a religious uh, sector. We have the cultural sector. Um, all of them are trying to grapple with this question. And you come and watch the show. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Josias, thank you so much for being with us uh, And that is Josias Dos Molele uh, uh, What a great production of Job Do not miss it um, It's happening the 28th of May to the 15th of June Is the run It's at Daphne's place Which is, I think is always great It's always wonderful to to be a part of a great theatre And it's nice to run around this, uh, this beautiful, beautiful theatre uh, City of Johannesburg. I mean, lots of things happening in Cape Town, but we've just jumped from Mark Lotching to a phenomenal show called Joe based on a biblical story. And then from there, we're going to jump to the Market Theatre to, uh, to talk about a brilliant production called Strange Land. And, uh, on the line, we have got Renos Nikos Spanodios. Welcome to the show, Renos. Uh, thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Good morning to you and the listeners. How's it? Always good to have you. Firstly, um, Mr. Funny Man, uh, you're a, you're a, you're a great teacher of the arts. Uh, and I mean that as a lecturer, as a, as a, as a performer and as someone who's been around for a long time. Great to, for you, for you back on stage and at the market theater. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a dream I've had. That's why I put that posting about a bucket list because I've mm. never, ever performed at the market theater. Many times I've sat in the Barney Simon and I've said, Mom, Dad, the Archangels, please, just once, can I come here and perform? And now at 59 years old, it's happening. So I'm very pleased that my feet are firmly on the ground. I'm, I'm very real about the journey and what it takes. <laughs> let's let's talk about firstly this production, Strange Land. Um, right. What is it about? Take us through the story. Okay. So in the year two thousand, there was a book published called A Mouthful of Glass, Montful Glass, written by Henk van Boden, and it was the first novel, the first book story about Dimitri Tsefendas who assassinated the architect of apartheid, Dr. Hendrik French Fulwood, in 1966 in the Houses of Parliament. Now, when the book was released, mm. there's a photograph of Dimitri Tsefendas and even my late mother. If you look at the, 
looks like me or I look like him. Um, and was you Greek and course, he was Greek? Yes, you know, there's connections. Well, I mean, yeah, he, connections. there's connections. <laughs> but, 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 this is really interesting because I, if you think about this production, this is a production yeah. about a man they called Mad that actually yeah. assassinated, uh, yes. uh, he was president or was a prime minister. I never, for what? Right. Um, yeah. So again, a, a hell of a, a take on an old story that a, a, lot, a lot of people forget that there was an assassination right. in this country. Right. So you see, the subsequent to that first book, giving birth to a, the first play, Lynn Marie invited us to Culture Club, which was at Wits University. You'd go there with a, a script that you've written. So Anton Kruger, um, Jose Domingos, myself, we got together. Um, I was going to be the actor, Jose the director, and Anton the playwright, and we'd collaborate. So over the years, that was in 2000, 2001. Subsequently, a book came out last year with research, the latest research that shows conclusively that Dimitri Tsipendis was not insane, but that there was this huge plan and perception um, modification, if I can call it, of the apartheid regime to put out to the world that the man, man was insane, that he couldn't stand trial. There's some lines in the, in, in the script. It's a difficult journey and a dark journey. Um, because he's a man, they declare him insane, but they keep him in prison on death row. And then eventually he's released in 1994 into a mental hospital. So, and you know, the tapeworm, the whole idea that the tapeworm told him to kill the prime minister in the first incarnation of the play, which went all over the world to festivals, we posed the question, is he mad? Was he hearing the voice of a tapeworm? Or was it maybe a situation of a human being battered and bashed so much to the point of desperation? You know, we never know what we can do. The potential of the human being to do something under extreme duress, extreme sadness, depression, etc. But it's, it's um, a universal journey about identity. Um, at no way is it justifying we must go out and kill people we don't like. <laughs> the ancient Greeks have this thing called tyrannoctonos, which is tyrannicide. And the Cretans in particular believe that the killing of a tyrant is justified because of how many people are suffering under the rule of that tyrant. So there's that paradigm as well. But after all those years, I mean, Reynolds, they, sorry to interrupt you, yes. but th think about something interesting. No, sure. If you know, there's many movies at the moment uh, about yes. about people who try to kill Hitler. Okay. Yes. And um, how he had this this SS guard around him constantly. Yeah. He had more yeah. people, soldiers around him. That's unbelievable. So, so yes, right. I mean, in those days, yes, uh, you know. Now that we look back on it, you go, well, was he a hero for killing one of the the yeah. architects of? Of apartheid, yeah. or, or yeah. was he, or was he mad? You know, it's, yes. it's. You see, so um, the the whole idea of not the regime not allowing him to be seen as a hero is fascinating because the engine making sure that he was seen as insane is now roaring again because people say, but wasn't he insane? Didn't he hear the voice of the tapeworm? But what the plague does with the new research, it says. 
Make up your own minds because eventually, after all those years in the cell as the state president's special guest prisoner, the longest serving political prisoner in South Africa, mm. after years of torture, you, you will start to be insane. You will start to forget what is true and what is not. So the play isn't saying this is a hero. It's saying look at what this country was and what it did to people, make up your minds. I mean, conspiracy theories exist for all assassinations. You know, how did he get, for example, the job in the Houses of Parliament? You see, so there's a question there. And what I love is that it's challenging for the audience. Well, that's what you want. That's what you want, yeah. You want debate, you want discussion, you want analysis. But it's by far the most difficult challenge I have embraced and it's stretching me as an actor, director, writer. My students say to me, so we're going to come and watch it, watch it afterwards, okay? <laughs> well, I think it's a hell of an interesting story. I think that if anyone wants to see something fascinating about our history, about an assassination, uh, it's, it's similar to what actually happened with um, – with uh, JFK, um, yes, he wasn't definitely not a hero like JFK, but uh, but you know it's an interesting story. We, um, tell us when, how long does it run for? Give us the whole spiel. Okay, so it was opening night last night. We had five previews. The opening night last night, and it is the season is scheduled at present to run until the sixteenth of June. So it would be Tuesday to Saturday at 8 and on a Sunday at 3. But yesterday I was informed that there's this big demand for tickets and uh, people are very interested and they're starting to be aware that this play is being done. And they asked me, can you do a week extension? And um, I was going to scream out loud, of course, but I just said, sure, sure. (laughs) So um, it could it could run for another week after the 16th of June. June and, but, uh, and, it's called, and it's called Strange Land. And, uh, and, Strange uh, Land, yeah. and, and Rinos, thank you for joining us and being on, on CliffCentral.com. Thank you, guys. All the best. And how's it to the listeners? Have a great day. Tonight, I'm going to go and kill Phil Foot again, okay? Okay, let's. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Okay. okay, that's, that's, that's crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah. Cheers, and that, that's a very interesting, interesting uh, production, and something that uh, that uh, I think uh, is is going to be. It's a piece of history, a piece of history. Um, we found a clip. Um, we want to listen to it, and this is uh, the. This is actually what happened on the day. Uh, please understand, this is back in the sixties. So, um, but this was this was the recording. Back in 1960s. This is Movie Tone. Jeffrey Sumner reporting. This year, the Rant Easter show at Johannesburg, at which many nations were exhibiting, was on a larger scale than usual. It marked the 50th year of the Union of South Africa. The Prime Minister, Dr. Favort, was making his first public appearance since the state of emergency had been declared. His almost jovial demeanour gave no sign of anxiety over the affairs of the country which had so gravely deteriorated since the shooting at Sharpville. Still, he'd come to the big show, of course, to see the exhibits for himself, and he made quite a thorough tour of the exhibition. 
He was there to open it too, and to address the crowd of 30,000. Here's one thing he said. We are prepared to cooperate with every state in the world, white or black. It was after his speech that the attempt on his life was made. Dr. Favot falls shot in the face at point-blank range. All around him are stunned. His wife's there trying to help. Somebody hurls the first thing to hand at the assailant, whose name is later given as David Pratt. The stricken man, bleeding profusely, is gravely hurt, as news of the shocking event goes out to the world. Now that's uh, that's uh, interesting because that but that was the first time he was shot, and then he was shot a second time by a Sabengus, which is it's so interesting. Um, but again, that's a moment in history we wanted just to play, just to to take you back in time, um, and that was when Favut uh, was shot uh, here in yeah. This, but uh, strange land is very interesting, and it takes you to that side of an assassination that happened. Uh, by one of the, by a Greek man, um, who they said was mad. Um, go and see it. It's very interesting, happening at the Market Theatre. Uh, we've been chatting about this project um, over the past few months, and um, at, uh, the Media Twenty Four Group have been doing it. It's a, <clears throat> a great, great uh, initiative called the Anthem Project, and we had so many different people in the studio, all the well-known artists, um, even. John Flissmas, for example, uh, sing parts of the national anthem. Uh, great names like, um, uh, just Elvis Blue. I mean, we just had everybody. And we obviously were promoting the fact that we are very proudly South African and that we are so proud about our democracy and things that have happened. And, and South Africa's national anthem has been voted the best anthem in the world. And so for that reason, Media 24 decided to start this initiative where you could win a million rand to pay it forward to your favorite charity. It went to three different uh, winners and uh, it ran with thousands and thousands of entries. And um, we have uh, one of the winners on the line because I think it's so so wonderfully important to discuss what these guys have done. And on the line, I've got Liz now. And Liz is the music direct, musical director of the Norwegian Norwegian, sorry, Norwegian Settlers Church, and this particular church uh, did a phenomenal rendition of our national anthem. And uh, on the line, we've got uh, uh, Liz. How are you doing, Liz? Are you well? Hi, Alan. I'm well, thank you. Just so excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Liz, t- tell us about you were the musical director. Tell me about what you did with this particular song and 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 uh, with our anthem and and why you won. Do you think? Oh, well, Ellen, we actually run um, an outreach program called Genesis. And as a project of our music academy, I've had some of our students and uh, kids part- uh, participate in this, um, in the making of the video. Um, the young man that you, that you see at the beginning of the video, uh, his name is Spundo Nzama. And that's, that was his actual house. And we filmed in the community and... Um, these guys are so incredibly talented, and what we aim to do is actually just get out there and get them to express themselves through music and, you know, be creative and know that there are people out there that care about, you know, kids that may not come from um, a privileged background. 
And uh, yeah, so we got together. One of our mentors, um, Pastor Trevor, he actually pushed us to do this thing. So we, we jumped in there and we said, let's give it the best that we could. And um, yeah, the final product is what you see. And we thank God that we actually made it. Is it on YouTube? Can people view it? Uh, yes, yeah, it's on YouTube. It's under Genesis Project. Okay, excellent. Because we we want we want people to go and watch it and see and hear this 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 great tradition of our national anthem. Um, I, I just think it's wonderful. To, this initiative was great, don't you believe? Sorry, Alan, please repeat that. This initiative was great for the country. Yes, yes. Oh, definitely. It was a chance for us to see the different people get together and really, you know, just see what our national anthem means to our country. I mean, it's a prayer to God. To bless Africa, I mean, this there's <laughs> we couldn't see something better to get behind than to just give our our rendition of this, and um, it was fantastic to see the different um, videos and and uh, the entries and uh, well, hats off to News Twenty Four and uh, um, our for doing something like this. The video is absolutely beautiful. And it's, it's, Thank you. And uh, we, we've got it online right now. Uh, we're going to play some of it. Uh, and uh, congratulations as we proudly lift up uh, our, our national pride to, to our national anthem and to this beautiful country called South Africa. Oh, thank you, Alan. Thank you so much. Congratulations to the Norwegians, Norwegian Settlers Church on winning. Uh, where are you paying it forward to, by the way? Um, our, this is something called Genesis and, um, Genesis is an outreach program and, um, we are basically, um, situated in Port Shepston down on the South Coast. Everybody knows where Margate is. Well, Mm -hmm. we're also a little bit of a paradise here. We're a little town called Port Shepston and we've got a, um, a youth center that's kind of in the middle of our community and the kids from, um, the rural settlement uh, around us, they come in, they go to our gyms. We've got a hospital, a care center. We've got um, the music academy, a whole lot of different, um, you know, opportunities for people to come in and get stuck in and help the community around us. So that's where we're putting that money. In fact, in fact, the money is going um, towards a very um, important project uh, that we're trying to um to get stuck in at the end of this year we want to build a music academy mm-hmm. and um we're actually looking at maybe partnering with some big names out there like joyous celebration or um juanita duplicy or somebody whoever mm. would want to come and do a concert that would be so awesome for them to what? do a concert and raise some funds for the for the for, for, the for genesis yeah I congratulate you and, uh, and I want to just say with pe- partners like Media24 and of course the different radio stations that, that support this project, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's going to be a great success. Lizanne, now thank you so much for joining us and uh, that's the musical director of, um, the incredible Norwegian Settlers Church, the winner of the anthem, one of the winners of the anthem project, uh, which is yeah, just a, a great, great project. So many things still happening on the show. Uh, don't miss, uh, the view meets the unview. Jacques Jordan joins me in a moment. We're going to do some fun food stuff, but I wanted to play, um, the Genesis, Genesis anthem project, uh, this, uh, little piece here. Uh, let's, let's hit it, see ya. Came in, and then when the auditions came, that's how we started. 
The Genesis uh, Project, it's oh, that's, uh, very interesting. It's uh, the Genesis Youth Center, and um, congratulations. One of our winners, uh, we wanted to play some of that for you uh, and congratulate them. And well done to Media24. Uh, yeah, it's a good project, and and I am proudly South African. And what an interesting show to go from Mark Lottering all the way to Job to talk about Patricia DeLille jumping to Strange Land <laughs> to the murder of Favut, then going on to the assassination, then now discussing <laughs> this show's The Unview, The Thin, The Rich and The Fabulous. My name is Alan Ford. It is really good to be with you. Now, I've got to tell you something interesting that um, I, anyway, the, my partner and I, Jacques, um, we, we, we decided to do a feature because we have so much fun doing this in restaurants called The Unview Meets The View. It's a point of view. And um, and we've just had the most incredible time walking the streets of Johannesburg, Cape Town, Pretoria. Um, we're going to be doing Durban. Just walking into restaurants and finding good specials and eating and enjoying and having a tequila and having a glass of wine. Obviously all safe and no drinking and driving, none of that stuff. And, and celebrating uh, date nights, for example, or uh, graduations, or um, parting with friends. And we've really had a couple of great experiences. So we wanted to do this. This is called The View Meets the Unview. It's a new feature. And Jacques Chodan, my life partner, is on the line. Good day, Jacques. How you doing? 
I'm doing very good, thank you. It's a really good morning, and it's great to be the view to the unview today and to share all the amazing experiences that we've had. So I want to just run through a couple of things. Firstly, uh, Stelio uh, uh, Stiklas was meant to be in studio. Um, Summit Restaurant, he's not with us right now, but what a great spot to be uh, in Pretoria, overlooking the most beautiful Tswane uh, skyline. So much fun there, is it not? No, it's it's a very brilliant location. It's very fun. And they've got uh, sushi specials on Tuesdays. And we went there for my graduation, uh, uh, obviously, dinner. And it was such a nice family-friend experience. You know, uh, with the graduation, it's uh, the you know blood, sweat, and tears. And it was a very, very, very nice celebration that I could have had. The food was brilliant. Um, I had the steak with uh, chicken livers. It was brilliant. Um, the sushi, brilliant. So it was a good experience, good vibe, good environment. And the uh, waiter, Harry, he was brilliant. He, he really was. It is fun to dance and disc and, and have a, a disc jockey, have a DJ. I love disc jockey. I sound like such an old fool. Okay. But, but, but what a great place and good specials. Lots of fun things to do. They have a winter menu coming out. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in the next couple of weeks. But that was really cool. Now we went to a place called Saigon Susie this past weekend. How crazy was Saigon Susie? No, that, I must say that was very crazy. Um, but the vibe also very, very good vibe, the, the art and just the, just the location of it. Um, and then the karaoke, I think that was the, the highlight for me. I was a bit shy in the beginning, but then I started okay, pulling but- like Elvis and. It was brilliant. Okay, so so what, what happened is we went with uh, with Bernie from the Hyde Park Hotel and, and her for her friend's birthday, and ten of ten people never met them before. Jacques and I get to to uh, Saigon Susie. We have a bite to eat, and then we're taken up to a box, a room, the size of our studio at Cliff Central, uh, with a screen, and we have to sing karaoke to one another for an hour. It is, it is crazy. It is so much fun. And I tell you, a few tequilas later and you get out your box quick. No, definitely. And I must say, Alan, you do a very good Tina Turner. Very good. I think you'll win an award. All the men come in these places. And the men. <laughs> so, I love the fact that you can make date nights out of this. You could really do some fun things with family and friends. And this is what this, this feature is about. Um, we were then went walking through the streets of Melville. And I haven't been to Melville in years. And uh, you said to me, why don't we go to Melville? I'm like, oh, Melville, really? Let's go to Rats. Let's go dance at Rats. Um, but we, we were walking in Melville and we saw a special that said uh, a pizza and a beer for a hundred bucks. This is a dinner special. And then and a very quaint, beautiful Italian restaurant. And then it also said a glass of wine and any pasta, which was like including seafood pasta, clam pasta, all that stuff, for 150 rand. Um, I mean, you can't get specials like that. And uh, and wasn't it great? It was it was really brilliant. But Marvel itself, um, it's a very fluid environment. I really felt safe. And, you know, you can really be who you want and have fun. Um, the pizza was my favorite. You know how I feel about pizza and uh, mince pizza especially. And yeah, a, the, the mince, the mince and the cheese and the basement actually become one. So that, I mean, they did it perfectly. Our little location where we sat was perfect. The tequilas were brilliant. And I mean, the staff, Devin, uh, Simpson was incredible. So I loved it every moment of it. And, and the name of the place was, I, I still don't get it. What is it called? It's L? Uh, La Stella. La Stella. 
Lastala. Lastala. We're walking up in the streets, guys. I want to just tell you when you listen to this, this is this is a a review where they, we're not being paid to do this. We we're walking up the streets and just experiencing great things. Tiger's Milk is also fantastic in Cape Town. We went through to Stardust in Cape Town. Just some of the interesting places that we've done. Of course, Luce Hyde Park Hotel also brilliant. Um. We like eating food, but the best part about uh, you and I, Jacques, is that besides the fact that, that we, we love great conversation, good debate, uh, and great food is, is the following. And let me ask you this question is that I don't eat meat and I don't eat chicken and you eat everything I don't eat. And we, and it's nice to see that the different plates in front of us. Yeah, no, but I think that that's the brilliant, that's the brilliant part of it is that I can, eat all the other stuff that you don't eat and I mean I've had the most amazing experiences uh, I mean really at the Hyde Park I mean the little beef platter they put there as well I mean that was that was stunning I mean every little piece um, so I get the other nice stuff and you just have the chicken and the fish oh, oh, the fish sorry not the, you don't eat chicken <laughs> oh thanks for that one yeah, how, how well <laughs> does your partner know you how well does your partner oh, yeah, we're going to start a debate date nuts off this week by the way date, no, no date nuts I'm sorry <laughs> no, I'm joking but the, that's Jacques Jordan and Jacques and I are going to be doing uh, the view meets the unview uh, and uh, it's just something uh, that we want to talk about like, it, why date nights important why family time is important and why Celebration around food is really, really good. So, thank you for joining me, Jacques. Thank you very much. Have a lovely day. Have a great day. We'll speak to you later. Um, and uh, yeah, so lots of great things are, are happening in and around uh, Johannesburg. Uh, we're going to chat in a moment to Debbie Combrink very briefly about the Tops Wine Show that is happening uh, uh, this uh, coming weekend, not this weekend uh, that we're speaking about, but uh, we'll chat to Debbie in a moment. And uh, we've got Debbie Combrink on the line all the way from Cape Town. Uh, this is happening at Monte Cassino, Debbie. And of course, it's the Tops Wine Show brought to you with Spa. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks, Alan. Thank you so much for your time. It's going to be exciting. Tell us all about what people can expect. We love wine. Fabulous, don't we all? So we can expect over 350 wines to be tasted. Joburg is our biggest show ever with just under 100 stands. So it's the biggest wine show that we've brought uh, to the country courtesy of Tops and Spa. So we're really excited about that. Uh, there's two interactive wine theatres. So for those who are wanting to learn a little bit more about wine, uh, we have our large 80-seater theatre uh, brought to you by IOL. Um, and in that theatre, uh, you will be able to listen to talks from brands such as Olive Brooks, uh, Wellington Wine Route, Miguel Chan talks Michelangelo winning wines, uh, Stellenbosch Vineyards talks to us about your personal encounter with wine. So some really, really um, top-notch talks coming through there. And then in our smaller, more intimate 30-seater theater, we have the um, an incredible talk brought to you by Andre Morkenthal, who heads up the Old Vine Project, which is a fabulous project um, currently, uh, you know, uh, causing quite a stir in the, in the industry. And he talks to us about discovering the mystery of the Old Vine Project. And then we have uh, John Mainking. John Mainking um, will talk to us about the SA Wine Showcase, which is a fabulous experience. He takes you through uh, four white and four red wines. 
It's a blind tasting. You have no idea of who they are, which farm they're from, what the price range is. Uh, and he really teaches you that it's all about the palate and what you enjoy. So we need to stop worrying about the price category and assuming that a 300 grand bottle must be amazing. Um, we're very fortunate in South Africa that within the 80 to 100 grand bracket, we have incredible wines on offer. So, Debbie, yes. this is going to be loads of fun. We're going to also have a, have a word about it uh, in the week to come. Of course, it happens next weekend. Uh, and lots of fun, lots of great stuff, a lot of drinking <laughs> and eating and enjoying. Uh, how does it work? Yes. You, you pay to go in and then you get a, your tasting glass and that's how it goes? Yes. So there's a couple of ticket options. I'll just take you through. We have our general access, which is 185 rand a person. So that includes your complimentary tasting glass, your show guide, access to all of the wine theatre sessions, and then unlimited tastings around the floor. Mm -hmm. That price is available online. Uh, At the door, it will be 200 rand. So Mm -hmm. definitely best to get it before you get down to the show. We're also offering a couples combo, which is a fabulous offer. Uh, it's 385 rand for the couple. So that includes your two uh, tasting glasses, a night out for two people, all of what I previously mentioned in the general access to unlimited tastings, etc. But we've thrown in a complimentary uh, six-pack of beautiful glasses, okay. courtesy of Core Catering, which you can collect at the Core Catering stand at the show. And then for a little bit more of the discerning wine market, we have our VIP tickets. Uh, this is, uh, we launched it in Durban and it went down incredibly well. We're actually uh, putting to put together a food and wine pairing. Um, uh, Vanessa Wines is sponsoring the, um, the wines. So there will be five different uh, meals to be sampled with these incredible wines. We have the Sommeliers Association of South Africa providing sommeliers. So it'll be um, just get it. It's just I love the different levels. Where do we book? Uh, Ticket Pro. Ticket, Ticket Pro. Pro. It's that's down what, now, and we're it. actually running a two for one special on our GA tickets. So if you go so onto cool. Ticket Pro that's and you cool. put two in the promo code Vino, Vino, it will unlock the two for one offer, and that's valid until Sunday. So make sure to get uh, online ASAP and to book that two for one special with the promo code Vino, V I N O. Debbie Combring, thank you for joining us on the Tops Wine Show. It's happening next weekend at Monty, and of course, lots of wonderful things uh, are happening in and around town. Don't miss Mark Lottering. It ends. Uh, the 9th of June, Strange Lands happening at the Market Theatre. Everything's online. Just go online and look it up. Uh, don't forget Joe at Daphne's Place. The Anthem Project is really cool. Top wine shows. Some of those restaurants we menu'd mentioned. Just listen to the podcast. We're going to give it all to you. Um, we hope that you had the best day. This is, of course, where we have fun, entertainment, and lots of information here on cliffcentral.com. My name is Alan Ford, and this is The Unview, The Thin, The Rich, and The Fabulous. Good day. Cliffcentral.com.